0: Angela Yee and y'all know I love to travel well my friends in the U.S. Virgin Islands and I are inviting you to the gorgeous islands of St. Thomas, St. Croix and St. John from the amazing food to the warm hospitality culture and gorgeous beaches USVI has everything you want in a destination and no passport is required when traveling from the U.S start planning your getaway at visitusvi.com that's visitusvi.com USBI naturally in rhythm
1: you know you've got to come back in you when you take the next step you're going to make it count for your career for your family for your life you can earn a degree you're proud of with purdue global Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at
2: PurdueGlobal.edu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
3: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer
4: solitaire. Huh?
2: Ah. <sighs> oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and this is the epitome of Way Up. Um, Aisha Hall is here. My true crime story, but we actually I met I met you before when you did the Breakfast Club. Yes, and that was for American Gangster, Trap Queens. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out to BT for that. So let's give a refresh on the Aisha Hall story because even though we're going to see my true crime story, and that's a series that Remy Ma actually voices. Yes, um, too. So she kind of narrates that. But let's give people just a background on who Aisha Hall is because you're from Long Island. Strong Island. Okay, sorry, Strong Island. Strong Island. You gotta put some <laughs> respect on Eli. <laughs> and even since the last time I've seen you, a lot has happened, and we'll get into that. But as far as my true crime story, um, let's talk about what happened to you when you were what twenty-five years old. Twenty. So at twenty-three years old, I started a company,
4: um, Apogee Financial, and um, I knew nothing about this industry. Mm-hmm. It was the trading industry. Mm-hmm. And I knew nothing about it, but I worked in the mortgage field. So I had a client come to me who was making a lot of money and wanted a big loan. And I said, you know, I can't find a lender to give you that much money. What do you need it for? And he said, I need it for this private placement platform, a PPP. Mm-hmm. Not the PPP they know of today. <laughs> yeah,
0: a lot of people going down for that, too. <laughs> yeah, different, d- different
4: PPP. I still went down for it, but a different PPP. So the private placement platform um, was private trading, where people traded commodities like gold and silver and things like that, rubber, you know, any commodity. So um, it was an industry I wasn't familiar with, never heard of. But when I saw his income and I saw, you know, what he needed as far as, you know, the loan amount, it was a couple million, and I'm like, I don't have a lender that's going to give you that much. Mm-hmm. What do you need it for? He said, I need it right now. And I need it for, you know, so I, I got curious and started looking up the information. And I found out about this world that is basically almost like a secret world that a lot of people don't know about. The average person doesn't know about. It's a trillion dollar industry where commodities are traded on the private market. And it's 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 unbelievable. You know, um, the requirements are insane. You have to be worth tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to participate and I was just blown away by what the requirements were, and that's how I got into the game. And did he help you get into the game? He did not. He doesn't even know I got into the oh,
0: game. Oh, just, you just saw that, and you were like, I want to be able to um, figure out how to... Okay, so you were trading, and it was gold, right? That right, you so were buying? I wasn't okay.
4: trading myself. I was helping people qualify to trade. Mm-hmm. So I saw that the, the requirements were that you had to be worth... $20, 30 40 hundred million, but you didn't have to spend that money. You just had to show had that you were value. worth it, right? And then you could spend if you wanted to spend a hundred thousand. That was fine. You just had to show that net worth. But I was like, wait a minute, this requirement alone is going to knock out, you know, the majority of the population from right. being able to participate. Hmm, what can I do to kind of open up the doors for more people? So you, you know? were like
0: Robin Hood, kind of. I was like robbing these doors, yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except that. You know, you can't do documents that aren't real, right? And so you were... definitely cannot. I was definitely a criminal in that <laughs> capacity, yes. But did you have any idea in your head the magnitude of what it was that you were doing? Because like you said, you were only 23 years old. When you started this company, you saw this money, you might feel like, well, it's fine. They'll get in the door. You're not thinking this is something that I could go to jail for. Or did you know? And you're like, I'm willing Heck to take no. that risk. I didn't. I knew that it was... I'm I'm am making documents
4: that are false documents. So I knew that that was wrong, but I did not know to what magnitude, you know. I'm thinking like a fine or probation or something because I'm not stealing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not robbing anybody. I'm like I'm helping people qualify for these trading platforms and they're using their own money. Mm, you know, maybe a little slap on the wrist if they see these documents, but I'm not stealing money, which in my mind would be the biggest crime, you know, or making people think they were getting something that they weren't getting. And that would be misleading people, which I wasn't doing that either. The clients mm-hmm. knew what they were paying for. So in my mind at that time, I'm covered. You right. know, worst case scenario, I can explain my way out of this. You know, that's what us tourists do sometimes, Yeah, just... explain <laughs> your way out of stuff. Yeah, don't date a tourist, Because so. <laughs> <laughs> we're always right. But, yeah, so I was like, okay, you know, these people have their own money these requirements are just too strict Mm -hmm. so I can help them get in and get paid in the process. So you're going to pay me, you know, 50,000, a hundred thousand, a million, depending on what it is for me to make you look right. So that you could go handle your business. And I just didn't know, you know, that I was breaking so many federal laws. I didn't, I didn't understand. Who knows the difference between fed and state? Who knows that, you know? So, and I started off legal. So when I was initially doing it, um, when I was adding people to the accounts and doing all that stuff, it was legal
0: mm-hmm.
4: How it became illegal is when I didn't go through that
0: process and I just start doctoring up documents to speed up the process.
4: So that's it's how. crazy
0: that they don't check deeper into that when we're talking about like 30 uh, thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. that they wouldn't go and check to make sure and double verify these documents also or to make sure that what is being presented is valid. Well, I had the bankers, with me so if they did try to verify it
4: the banks were going to verify it as well so everybody was breaking the law. <laughs> everybody, and you know, a lot of people don't realize. You know, the people that people shout out, the people that people look up to, and say, "Oh, this is an amazing company." The majority of them are corrupt and do corrupt business, or have done at one time. Right. You know, um, I've, I'll never say the names, but I've had some multi-billion-dollar companies reach out to me at that time to do business with me, and because they saw the money up.
0: rolling in, absolutely,
4: and-, and they needed things to qualify for that. Maybe you know, their cash flow was was short, or their assets for that particular time weren't where they needed to be to qualify for certain things. And, you know, everybody plays the dirty game. It's just that certain people go down for it,
0: you know? So So what is it that you exactly were were charged with when you ended up um, going to jail? So I was charged with
4: conspiracy
0: to commit wire fraud. Mm -hmm. And conspiracy
4: is the key word, right? Because when you conspire, you don't have to actually do the thing. You just have to have met about it, you know, met with people about it, you know, talked about it, thought about it. And as long as you've done something in the capacity
0: of conspiring in the feds, you could be charged as if you actually did the thing. Right. You know? And so somebody actually had a wire on. Is that how you got caught? Oh, that? yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: I, can I curse it? Right yeah, go
0: ahead. Oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> Let me tell you.
4: Okay. This was a friend of mine, mm-hmm. right? So we went to high school together. Well, damn. Um, You know, we were very good friends. And... I remember I had a big problem of always getting kicked out of banks. And banks are set up kind of for the average person to be broke, right? When you make too much money, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, it shouldn't be a problem that I have seven figures in my account or a high net of six figures in my account. But as soon as you have that kind of money, you're red flagged. Right. So when I would open my account with five or ten thousand and then within a month, you know, it has four or five hundred thousand in it. It's a red flag. So a lot of the banks, rather than investigate what I'm doing, would say, "Uh, we don't feel comfortable doing business with you. Mm. Come in the bank and pick up a cashier's check and go back elsewhere. That happened to me like four or five times. That's
0: wild. They just can tell you we don't want to have your money in here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I didn't know that. It never happened to me. But okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and I
4: also didn't know that every day a list comes out with banks, with who you can or can't do business with, with countries. So if I'm getting a wire from a country that's on the hot list with the United States, it's red flagged. And this was international business. So sometimes mm. that was an issue, too. But, you know, I'm learning. I'm, I'm a kid. You right. know, I'm learning as I go.
0: So, you know. Um, and how were you getting clients coming to you internationally? Like, how did you market Your business so that that was happening. So there were like, this is,
4: you know, a little back in the day where there was like these blogs and chat rooms and financial blogs. And you basically go in there and put what you offer. And there's also, you know, different uh, financial people putting what they need. Mm -hmm. So everybody's just kind of looking to see who has what, you know, in an exchange of information. But once I did one good deal, you know, I was that go-to girl. Word of mouth. And you know why? Because I refunded. So I had a guy one time literally send me a million dollars to do a deal. And when I got his paperwork, I noticed that something wasn't right with the trade. I said, are you sure this is all the way straight? Mm -hmm. Because it looks like there might be something with the product. I don't remember if it was oil or something. It just didn't look right. So I ended up telling him that we weren't going to do it. So he's like, Damn, now I gotta get a lawyer and go get through my all this money to get my money back. So I was like, No, you don't. I'm gonna go on a computer, press a button and refund you your money. Mm-hmm. And his mouth dropped. He was like, In this industry, nobody does that. You know, once you pay that much money They make it so difficult. They make it so difficult, to, yeah. but I just sent it back. So, you know, of course when he had another deal, he came back to me because he felt safe and he referred friends. Okay. And so, you know, that industry is very small. So word spread, you know, like it's safe to do business with her because if something doesn't go right, she'll refund you. I did a lot of refunds.
0: When did you realize what you were doing was illegal?
4: Um, I made a decision to do something illegal and I knew it was illegal. So when initially when I was, you know, like say you need to show you're worth five million dollars tomorrow, just for example, and you didn't have it and I'm Mm -hmm. worth it. I can go into the bank and add Angela Yee to my account. And And then I'm worth it. And now you're worth it, right? That's initially what I was doing. But what happened was that process, because it's trading, was a little bit more difficult. So it would slow up um, the trade approval. So rather than wait a week, they were like, I need this right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can't get it to you right now because we have to go through this process. There's a background check. There's all this other drama. And they're like, but I'm going to lose my position, my trade position. Can't you just put me on the documents? And I'm like... (laughs) You know what? Actually, I can. Yeah, because I make that happen. I'm not. You're not taking money. Right. You just need to show this. So you pay me this amount. I add know, you to three, the- four hundred thousand, whatever it is, and I'm gonna add you to the paperwork. And then after you do the deal, we just rip it up like it never happened, and you go make your money, and everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. So when I made that decision to do that, I knew I was
0: doing something that was quote unquote wrong. I just didn't think it was that serious. When did you realize how serious it was? When the feds came. Oh, so you didn't even <laughs> realize until the feds came, because sometimes there's a point where you're in it already, and is you're in it deep, and you're like, damn, at some point, something's going to happen. But you never felt that until the feds came.
4: I didn't feel that. No, because I was just so engrossed in what I was doing, and- Honestly, when you make that much money, you know how, like, if you make a lump sum of money or you get, like, a settlement or Mm -hmm. you get a big paycheck or something, it's like, wow, this is a a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Or imagine every single day or every week you know you're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. (laughs) You almost feel invincible. Right. You know? So I realized that I was kind of blind because I was so caught up in what I was doing. And I was helping so many people, you know, and, and, and my staff, shout out to my brothers that was working with me, you know, we Friday. We getting money. Fridays, it's like, here's 50000 for you, here's 30000 for you. Sorry, you know. my
0: staff ain't getting it. <laughs> so it was like, you know, it was a different life, you know. So you had $10 million in the bank. Is that correct? When?
4: Yeah, so I made. 10 million dollars. Okay. So the most I had in the bank at one time was probably like six, seven million. Mm-hmm. But I'd made over ten. Okay. You know, but I was paying people and paying broker fees and paying out for my office for my staff, we're traveling, we're getting
0: cars. So you know It was, it was going out. Okay. It was coming out. It was, it was, in was and going investing out. back into the business yeah, 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 as yeah, well. Yeah. And for some reason now and I, I've heard you say this before, you didn't really buy anything. You had money sitting in the bank, but you didn't really invest into other things at that time. And they took all the money. Oh, no, I I
4: Invested okay, that's why I didn't have a lot of the cash because I did a lot of investing. So I bought 75 houses,
0: mm-hmm.
4: I bought um uh warehouses, like I bought 75 houses in Detroit. Like some streets, I, ho- I owned the whole block. Wow, you know? still to this day, no, okay, oh, this is, so okay. I wish, did they take all that from you? They didn't take it, okay. Um, because um, when I was away, obviously there were taxes due and stuff, so I lost them, I didn't have anybody to pay the taxes and that stuff, so I lost. I lost it because of that, but I had um I had a bar, uh, and restaurant, like a, a bar and grill. I had um a warehouse, mm-hmm. I had um trucks, I had um you name it, I was
0: diversifying like crazy. Right. Okay, you did know? you try to figure out while you were in jail, like who can help maintain these things and can... everybody was in jail. So my oh, whole team was to jail. Damn. So I didn't have
4: anybody
0: is a celebration of blackness from NPR. they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts.
2: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woo a hand clap, or a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the
4: most fun ever
2: at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and
4: conditions. 18 plus. One by one. But when the feds came to me initially, they did not arrest me. So when they came to me initially, they didn't even understand what I was doing. It was such a, it was such a private and diverse and just under the radar business, um, because it's private placement trading. So like the FTC and none of those people ever got involved. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to figure out who was running this company. They didn't think it was they didn't my think it was young y- ass. Young, yeah.
0: <laughs> this little girl especially my young black
4: it. ass. They definitely didn't think that. <laughs> they're so, like, who is the boss here? We who need- is the boss. So mm-hmm. they're like. They, so when they initially came, I remember the feds had you know, closed my bank accounts and seized my money, but I didn't know that. They told me, we're going to overnight you a check, and I was waiting for this check um, for like $6 million, and they said, we're going to overnight it to you, but the bank was working with the feds, and I didn't know. The Secret mm-hmm. Service, actually. I didn't know. So I fly you know, to my old house where they said they were sending the check to, and I get greeted by the Secret Service oh, damn. instead of the check. They come in with a FedEx envelope, and my naive ass is still like, well, maybe they just got the check in the envelope. But the envelope had arrest warrants for my bank accounts.
0: They Mm -hmm. were not playing with you. I don't want to give everything away because I know there's a lot more to this whole story. So you ended up doing my true crime story. Now, tell me how this even came about with, I know that you have a relationship already because of American Gangster and all of that, but how did they decide, okay, we got to turn this into my true crime story? Well,
4: actually, my best friend did my true crime story. Mm -hmm. Um, Shawana King, she's actually in the Mm studio.
0: Yeah. I see y'all always (laughs) together. We're always together. She said you're annoying.
4: (laughs) She's a liar. (laughs) But we actually met in the feds. Yep. Um, and I met her alone with like Jamila, and they did. My Jamila true is my crime. girl. Shout out to Jamila T. Davis. Yeah, shout out to Milla. So we did. They did. Um, um, I did American Gangsta, and so did Jamila. Mm-hmm. But then Shawana um, did my true crime story. And when she was doing her interviews and stuff, you know, she kept mentioning me, like y'all should do my friend story. And they they actually hadn't heard about me, mm-hmm. so she told them, you know. So they reached out, and um, for the first. The first season, they turned my story down. They said it was too complex to put into such a short period of time. But I'm like, B T did it, and they did a great job. Right, they so did. So they came back around and was like, um, you know, we, we want to do it this time.
0: Yeah, and so. I think this timing is great because people sometimes don't understand. Like, there's so much that's been going on, I think, lately with people – you know, moving around money, doing different things, wire fraud, insurance, all kinds of things have been happening. I feel like it's at an all time high right now. Oh, it's honestly. definitely at an all time high. But, you know, I
4: always tell people like when I was in prison, right, we had um, stamps as money so I could accumulate stamps and then trade my stamps for things in commissary, Mm -hmm. right? So stamps technically became a currency. You can make a currency out of
0: anything. Anything, Currency
4: is man-made. And a lot of times, you know, as what Malcolm X used to say, the chickens come home to roofs Mm -hmm. because they have taken so much power away from people with money and, you know, people struggle every day. And now that they've put so much you know effort into this technology it could be so manipulated mm-hmm. and people have been manipulated for a long time oh my you know, gosh we, a long time so yeah. now it's kind of like the people are kind of figuring things out and manipulating the system you know it's almost like a war they, they try to pull as much people work all day I, I, I don't have a traditional job I work for myself mm-hmm. you know I, I tell them what I make I show what I make and I pay taxes based on what I make but people who have a job you know, sometimes they lose almost half their money between insurance and taxes. Oh, my God.
0: It's crazy. So people yeah, are still like... still owe more. I yes, know. people are figuring ways out. And listen, know? they're not going to tell you if they owe you money. But if you owe them money, mm, you, you going to jail. Pay, you got to pay interest, <laughs> you going Yeah, anything could happen. Yeah. So you ended up going to prison for over 10 years? 10 and a half years is and and my and half sentence. Years. I
4: ended up doing nine years. Okay, change. nine years.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, now I saw... We got to talk about this, too. Because on the way home, you said for 10 hours... <laughs> You rap the whole way home because this is just rapping. also another aspect of things. And I see you signed a Ghostface. Yes, yes. Shout out to Ghostface in Yap City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that because this is a whole new chapter. <laughs> well, you know it's crazy
4: because we. My father is an artist, right? Mm-hmm. My father used to do a lot of music with Public Enemy and all those things. So I've been doing music since I was a little kid, and um, I was really getting into it. But I've also always been obsessed with making money. Like, I just always wanted to have a lot. I always wanted to do a lot. You Where know. did that come from, you think? It's just it's just in my blood. Like, you know, I always wanted to, I'm not like a materialistic person. But, but you I'm,
0: care about making money. But I care I about making, making money, money too and something. living comfortable. <laughs> Me too. I hate, like,
4: oh, you know, when a bill is due, it's like, ugh, I don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. I like it, uh,
0: No problem. Like, just put it on automatic payment. It's good. It's good. I don't
4: want to (laughs) be stressing over money.
0: And I think sometimes people will shame people for feeling like you want to make a lot of money Mm -hmm. and you want to do things like it's a bad thing. But I also feel like when you can make a lot of money, you can also help a lot of people too. Because really, part of what you did was helping other people make money. And that was one aspect. It wasn't like you were trying to get the money and keep it all for yourself and do whatever. Everybody was making money. Everybody was making money. And, you know, there's always a agenda. Wealthy
4: people can't be wealthy without people
3: who... Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique 2-in-1 product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat. And Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
5: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year. Equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined.
1: At purdueglobal.edu.
4: Spend money. Mm -hmm. So you have to make people feel comfortable, you know, giving you, giving you, giving you. And not always receiving, because then you won't have, you know, you won't have the wealthy, and then the middle class, and the poor. You have to spend money. You have to make people feel like having a lot is a bad thing, right? Because you won't have the system that we have.
0: It's just like know? telling people voting is a bad thing, or it doesn't make sense, or it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's how
4: you stay in control. Mm-hmm. You know, the less informed people are, the more the people at the top make money. So information is really the key to making money. Like I make a living right now, like selling courses and educating people. But if they knew it already, they wouldn't pay me because they would already have the information. So there's value in information, but there's also value to certain groups of keeping people ignorant because, you know, how are we going to? profit if you know the game.
0: There's a lot of things you wouldn't do if you really knew what was happening behind the scenes. You know, when you first came home, was it hard for you to tell your story? Because sometimes there's this stigma and I feel like the more you tell your story, the more people, sometimes people now it seems like are fascinated mm-hmm. you know, by hearing people's real stories and things that they've gone through, difficult times, ups and downs, being up, then being down and then making it back up again. Um, how was it for you when you first came home and people were like, oh, you know, what do you do? Or when you were meeting people, did you ever feel like, I don't want people to know? Or were you always able to tell your story? Oh, I was
4: always able to tell my story. I was never ashamed of what I did. Um, I kind of was concerned about my family, Mm -hmm. you know, because um, I didn't want them to feel shame. I was more concerned with other people than myself. As far as me, I knew what I accomplished. You know, I knew that I had done something great, even though it was illegal, but I knew that people do illegal stuff every day and they don't make millions of dollars so I knew that I had the right mindset and I knew that I did something that was just different I just had to find a way to apply it to something else that so that I wouldn't get in trouble so um you know I liked being able to talk about what I did and also uplift other people because there's a lot of intelligent people in prison yeah. geniuses actually
0: and i think you know? everything that you were also able to accomplish while you were in prison writing books mm-hmm. and you know also coming home and doing like you said like teaching courses and being able to do those things it wasn't like it was a waste of time. You know, sometimes people come home and they feel like, I got to catch up. I've been locked up all this time and I'm so far behind. But you came home like, I got six books. I got this, I got that going on. Met your best friend, Mm -hmm. you know, while Mm -hmm. you were there and and actually made some great relationships. Absolutely. I mean,
4: um, at the end of the day, it's like a lot of people... It was a culture shock for me when I came home because there was no social media when I went away. Mm -hmm. So when I came home and I'm looking at social media and everybody's these big bosses and all of that, and I'm like, (laughs) well, I put in this crazy (laughs) work. Everybody put in that kind of work. Uh And then I realized that, you know, a lot of things were about a look and that a lot of people weren't actually doing the things that I did. So I knew that I would stand out. I knew that when I told my story that I would say, okay, I'm not just a gimmick. I'm not just, hey, look at me on Instagram. I look like I'm popping. No, I'm really really putting in that work and I wanted people to see that and understand that you know who are you when the when the camera's off like are you really that comfortable or are you fronting because I can show you how to really be that comfortable right you know so I wanted to take my skills and share it you know, it's not fun being around people who are struggling and broke. I'm not one of those people that want to, you know, slide through the hood, pop it, and everybody else is struggling. I like to be around people who are also doing well. So if I have the skills, I'm like, why not share it and why not help uplift other people and help them get to that level? You know, I'm going to make money helping mm-hmm. you make money. Right. It, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: So when you came home, did you have money? Like, did you have? Hell no. Okay, because that's not easy either to figure no. out. Because there's also a lot of restrictions when you get home and you have to figure out, like, certain places, you know, you have to let them know that you have a record. And Let me tell you. So
4: when I came home and um, I got with man, you know, a guy mm-hmm. that I had met, and then, you know, we got into a serious relationship. And... He had a felony as well, and the Fed he could end up catching another case. And when they came to get him, we were at the house. We both got violated because we were both felons mm-hmm. and together. You know, I was like, "Well, you know, that's my fiance." Blah blah blah. They was like, "We don't care. You don't have permission to be
0: together." Wow. So he like, I'm you from can't the even Bronx. Date who you want to yeah, date? Yeah, like
4: everybody around me is a felon, mm-hmm. but it's like a catch. You know, it's a way to guarantee like if they ever want to get you you
0: know i'm like i work with fellas every day it's it's just a way to guarantee that they had that power mm-hmm. to be able to say all right well we ain't got to you ain't got to really do nothing but because these are the restrictions we place on you mm-hmm. yeah that's tough so yeah. with the music now let's talk about that what's the plan the music music is if i could
4: do music and do nothing else that's what i would do <laughs> i'm serious okay i love music it's just so kind of watered down right now like everybody uh everybody does music you know shout out to the people that really have talent and shout out to the people that didn't have talent that was able to finesse the system right right but you <laughs> we know. love the
0: finesses always, <laughs> Still, right can't be mad yes but
4: yes i am a serious artist you know i i get ready to put out a new project um working with ghostface we have a dope single
3: mm-hmm.
4: um i also have um another single with sarani that i'm gonna drop okay um, shout Cerani. out to Serrani was that
0: Angela Yee Day, shout out to Serrani
4: yes yes I was just talking to him actually mm-hmm. um, so I am trying to stay in my lane um, you know I left when music was still in a certain era and it's very different now
0: um, <laughs> you're not doing no drill music or anything ha- you know I'm actually really good <laughs>
4: friends um, uh, with some drill artists mm-hmm. and I was thinking about maybe doing like a drill song um, like with Fabio or something mm-hmm. just to kind of stay in tune with like you know but you know we'll see we'll see I think that the people who just love hearing because my, my music is really
0: just uh, my story right because I was going to say you rap about what you really did yes a yes. lot of people will rap about things they didn't do but mm-hmm. it sounds good you know, you can make it sound good, but you really did it. So it sound like it's- I really did. it. I really made
4: the millions. I really had somebody wear a wire on me and set me up. Mm-hmm. I really had a team. I really had some crazy encounters. Like I really, you know, my, my, my family, I came up really like dealing with like street stuff. Like this is all real. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff people rap about, you know, I really lived that. So I think that that kind of sets me apart to a degree. Can we go back to this guy with the wire for a second? Oh, Lord. When you mm-hmm. look
0: back on that day, is there anything that you're like, I should have known because something was off? Or was he really, like, acting normal? Well, let me just tell
4: you, because I started to say it and then we got, you know, onto to something else. But when I was getting kicked out of banks, I reached out to him because I said, what can I do to stop getting kicked out of banks? Like, you know, he's like, well bank over here with me. I'm, I work at Chase, you know, and I'll manage your account so you don't have that problem again. So I was like, oh, perfect. Never asked him about anything. I just needed a, a, a banking home. Mm-hmm. So he was like, let me set up an account for you. Send me a check that I can start the account with. So I sent him a check for like 500 bands. So he was like, you just sent me a check for 500,000. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm doing some different transactions with trading and all of this. He was like, well, how can I get in? I was like, you know, it's a little gray. But if you want to get in, I can mm-hmm. help you out. So he was down with it. So and I didn't ask him to do nothing crazy. I just asked him to talk to prioritize my clients. Okay. And if they and if he gets any calls about my clients, just say they are ready, willing, and able to complete the transaction. Don't okay. give them no that's other it. information. Yeah. So that's kind of keeping him clean. You know what I mean? I'm not asking him to lie mm-hmm. about numbers and all of that. Well, one day when I went to because and I was paying him for this. One day when I paid him, um, somehow. Our accounts linked, and you're not supposed to be paying your banker. You right, know, yeah. so that's what put him on blast. And then I guess when he was approached, you know, now if he would have just told on me, cool. But you wore a whole wire. But you wore a whole wire. <laughs> now that's going too far. Right
0: now, you know, we were high school friends. Yeah, that's
4: going. You wore a whole wire for probably probation or probably almost nothing because you really didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, you should have never said. How can I get involved? And when right. I told if you, you, you should have kept built it pushing. If you wasn't built for that, so you know, I just he's he's corny with that, and it's it's just it's sad because I feel like you know everybody wants to the, the, the shine, but nobody wants to grind. Nobody wants to deal with when you know when the sun is out, it's cool, but when it rains, it's like oh, you know,
0: yeah. Everybody
4: wants. You to took a risk,
0: just like and voluntarily wanted to take a risk, and then he could have probably you know, but at some point. Something was gonna happen too. No, something was gonna happen. Friend, but
4: I don't care. You should have still Yeah, it shouldn't have been shirt. from your friend. It should not have been from my friend. And you shouldn't have wore a wire. Right. You know, if you he's not a street guy. So if he would have told, <laughs> cool, I would have been like, whatever. I okay. still wouldn't have been right. oh, we wouldn't have been friends anymore. Because that's next but.
0: level. They gotta that's like some real they gotta go on to you. <laughs> and then you lure, you, really yes, <laughs> you lure me to a restaurant. Yes,
4: you lure me to a restaurant
0: and I'm like, I felt bad
4: because he lost his job. So I'm like, I'm gonna slide you like, a little something. Dinner on me. <laughs> no, I gave him a couple thousand. Okay. I'm like, you know, so you can pay your bills, and then you can come work for me. I was talking real spicy, mm-hmm. real cocky. <laughs> what if I would have said some crazy shit? Right. I could have caught a whole other
0: charge. He could have winked or something. Yeah. Let me know. Like, <laughs> damn. All right. Well, listen. That's why it'd be it'd be the people closest to you sometimes, though. It'd be the people closest to yeah. you. D- yeah. How does that make you feel though when it comes to trusting people? Um. You know what? I'm a risk taker. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times
4: you can't do it by yourself. If you're going to do something where you need, where you're trying to accomplish something big, you have to involve a team. You have to involve other people. And that's just part of the risk. I use what I learned in prison as far as reading people. Um, I throw a couple test runs out there, see how they respond. Not that I'm doing anything wrong, but at the end of the day, I just want to have trustworthy, loyal people around me. Right. So of course. you don't see me with,
0: Nobody. because even just being in the music business that's a grimy game oh, too Lord. so when we talk about trust it's not about necessarily illegal things but it's also about like if we got certain things going on can I trust that you're going to do everything you, when I'm not in the room are you advocating for me are you going to make sure the right are you a ripe? closet hater right are you, are you know? hating on me are you telling going back telling this person you know my business X, Y, and Z so that's a lot
4: you know yeah yeah I've been fortunate to not have to deal with too much of that because as you can see like the two people that's here that's really like who I'm with all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't invite a lot of people into my life, you know, um, because, you know, it's just, it's easier that way. It's right. less to worry about. Less How tracking. was your
0: family while you were locked up? Were they in contact? Did people, what? Oh, they okay. were
4: my riders. Okay, good. You know, they were my riders. Because that's
0: the worst, when people ain't checking on you. No, and- nah,
4: they, they, they definitely held me down. They definitely visited, you mm-hmm. know, drove 10 hours, twice a year. I asked them to come. I didn't want to overwhelm them. And, um you know my grandfather was like my number one supporter mm-hmm. and he passed away when i came home not too long after i came home and my dad my dad was murdered while i was away oh, okay I'm so sorry. yeah i mean things happen you know like we are all gonna go one day it's just i'm glad for the time that i had with them i had really really strong men in my life that helped guide me and you know instill certain principles in me so i'm grateful for that
0: so how did you end up signing to ghostface of all people
4: that was really, really dope because my... Okay, so I have two friends that were already uh, working with Ghostface. Driss, who's here, mm-hmm. and, um, and Reek, Reek the villain. Okay. So um, Driss, actually, I sent him a record, and he was like, I'm going to send this to Ghost. Mm-hmm. So he sent it to Ghost, and Ghost hit back like, oh, she fire. I, I went on the team. Just that simple. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Blessings mm-hmm. on blessings. Yeah, so shout out. You know, and I've been fortunate to have friends who mention my name. You know, who go into rooms and say my name, like what Shawana did with, you know, My True Crime Story, mm-hmm. like what Driss did with Ghost. It's like I have people who want to see me win around. So that helps a lot, you know.
0: Were you rapping while you were in prison? Like What? <laughs> I got through my whole bit rapping,
4: you know. Um, <laughs> it was it was therapeutic for me, you know what I mean? And um, it was, it was I, I spent most of my time writing books, though. Yep. The majority of my time I wrote books and kind of run into prison. You know, anybody who I was locked up with will tell you, like, you know, Aisha was in there. A- anytime somebody snitched, sometimes I walk in the unit and we don't got no TVs. We don't lock down. So I'm like, what the hell happened? Because I'm coming in from my job. You know, I worked at the rec. Oh, such and such that when told. So you got to go deal with that. I'm like, yeah, I got to go. Because I was like the rat
0: enforcer. Like, right. who
4: told? Come here. Come here. We, we don't gotta, deal we gotta with that. got to have it. a conversation. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, Aisha. you know we're always going to keep up with you, so I appreciate you for coming through today. And I want to make sure that everybody is going to be watching My True Crime Story. Yes. The episode airs tonight. On, it's on VH1, right? Yes. VH1, it's, it's tonight. On, mm-hmm. So make sure you watch your story. But make sure you watch all of the incredible stories yes, that yes, are being yes. told. Dope. And check out Season 1,
4: Episode 1, my bestie show. i got to plug my bestie. She okay. was the first episode. Shawana King. Make sure y'all check that out as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yes, I air um, tonight. And make sure y'all, if y'all want to watch it with me, Mm -hmm. you can come with me to um, Nine Degrees Golf in Fort Lee. Um, You can go on Eventbrite, put in Aisha Hall, and grab a ticket and come through and, you know, hang out with me and some of my celebrity friends and watch it, see my reaction, all that good stuff. I might
0: stop through because I got to be in Jersey tonight with Tabitha um, for her book release. Uh, I did a thing. And so on the way back from yeah, Jersey. it airs gonna at 9. Little, I'm going to do a little pass-through okay, on my way back, so back to, to
4: Brooklyn. <laughs> so dope. Oh, and um, can I tell them about my book? You I can do me? anything you okay, want. Okay, all right. So I have this really dope project called Larry the Lending Lion. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it in prison, and it's a book about credit. It's a book about credit and financial literacy for kids. It rhymes, um, you know, really dope characters. And it teaches kids, you know, how to, you know, basically bank. It teaches them about interest. It teaches characters are like Larry the Linden Lion, Hippo Hector the Tax Collector. We don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) We don't. We don't like him. We don't. And he's definitely the villain in the book. But it's a short read, but it's packed with value. Right? Okay, I so, like that.
0: You know, I do Wealth Wednesday up here, so oh, yes, I, so I bring have my Wealth through. Wednesday platform. I got my real estate license. Oh, Last so, week, congrats. I announced I joined the Sirhan team. That's um, with Ryan Sirhan, he came up here to do the announcement with me. But I understand the importance of all of those things. I'm not gonna lie. I've been um, rehabbing this house, and my credit score has dropped because my credit card is so high, and I I check it every single day. And I don't. I know I don't need to do that, but it really No, is. that's good You on I'm top like of a, it. Yeah, there's something wrong with me. I'm like, every morning. But the good
4: thing about credit is that when scores drop because of usage, mm-hmm. as long as you pay it down, it yeah, will go back. it's temporary. You know, it's temporary. <laughs> now, them collections and all that stuff, they need to holler at me. They need to okay. holler at me and my girl. If they need those collections off, they need to holler at me and okay, my girl. Okay, so we
0: doing this. Yes,
4: we doing this. All we right, good. This. I like it. We're
0: doing this And educating people how to do it themselves. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Paying
4: over and over for somebody else to do
0: it. Yeah, I had to learn how to do that my damn self too. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, I always want to tell people one more time. I know it's not a Wealth Wednesday today, but make sure you know what your credit score is. Some people feel like I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what's on my report. Just go look at all of those things. Everything you can figure out how to take care of it somehow. Like you got to just deal with it. I started my life over with
4: credit. I had nothing. When you asked me if I had money when I came home, I did not. Mm -hmm. Credit is what I was able to, you know, use to get my books out there, to, you know, get my wardrobe together, to get my apartment. All these things I needed. I didn't have money, but I used credit. And you can literally go from zero to 100,000 in a very short
0: time with credit, you know. All right. We love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Make sure y'all watch my true crime story tonight on VH1. We appreciate you so much, Aisha Hall. And, of course, Shawan is here. So make sure you check out her season one. I mean, um, episode one. Yeah, season one, episode one, kicking it off. Absolutely. All right, it's Way Up. Way Up.
3: That pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What
5: do
2: you do when you win?